for Parshas Vayakhel uh, begins on page 210. In this Sikha, the Rebbe quotes uh, in the beginning of the Rashi of the Pasik, where the Pasik states that Vayakhel Moshe, that Moshe gathered the entire Jewish community and he began and he related to them the command of Hashem with regards to building the gifts and the building of the Mishkan and his garments. And Rashi explains that when this this Vayakhil Moshe take place, when did Moshe Rabbeinu gather all the Jewish community to tell them about the gifts and the construction of the Mishkan that was Lemachras Yom HaKippurim Kishiyered Minahar that was the day after Yom Kippur, after he has gone down from the mountain. So Moshe Rabbeinu descended from the mountain on Yom Kippur. And after descending from the mountain, he waited for a day, and then he gathered all the uh, Jewish community, the community of Israel, and he related to them about the construction of the Mishkan. And the Rebbe will explain that unlike uh, other Mepharshim, um, as the Rebbe will bring down, that the reason that Rashi needs to explain over here and what Rashi is trying to tell us over here is that one would assume without Rashi's commentary that Vayakil Moshe took place immediately as soon as he descended from the mountain. As we know from previous Rashi's that Moshe Rabbeinu would not do anything but uh, in the middle, but immediately from the mountain he would immediately tend to the Jewish people and from the Jewish people back to the mountain, as Rashi said before, but in this case, assuming that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he sent, descended from the mountain, immediately, without any delay, he would have gathered the Bnei Yisrael and told them about what Hashem has told him on that same day. Also, as the Rebbe is going to point out, the word Vayakhel versus Vayesuf Moshe, uh, but yes, it is more of an active kind of gathering, uh, where Vayakhil Moshe could almost mean that his presence, his descending from the mountain, which uh, obviously after being away for all this time and coming down, this would have in of itself aroused a curiosity amongst the people to see what Moshe Rabbeinu has to say. So the Vayakhel would be more fitting, as the Rebbe will specify, if that took place uh, immediately with his descent versus a new action of uh, gathering everybody together, then it would have said Vayesif Moshe. And due to exclude from this uh, idea, Rashi uh, says that it actually took place on the day following. No, that this not did not happen immediately 
after Yom Kippur because on the day of Yom not mean after on the day of Yom Kippur because on the day of Yom Kippur Moshe Rabbeinu was actually preoccupied with the study of Torah versus this specific gathering which was to instruct them about the actual building uh, uh, to do to construct the construction was delayed for the next day and the Rebbe will point that the study of Torah or the involvement in wanting to hear the learning um, was something which took place immediately and this was pushed off for the second day. So now we'll learn inside in the Sikha. Siv Aleph. On the words Moshe gathered, which comes in the beginning of our Sedra. Is Rashi Mufadesh, Rashi explains that when did this take place? So Rashi says it's Lemacharas Yoim Hakipuri. That this took place the day after Yom Kippur. Kishiyorad min hahor when Moshe Rabbeinu descended from the mountain. So he descended on Yom Kippur. And this was Lemacharas Yom Kippur. This is the day after Yom Kippur, after he descended from the mountain. You know, one can mistakenly um, learn the Rashi that the Kishiyarad Minahar was the Lamacharas, that this day after Yom Kippur, and he descended the day after Yom Kippur. But that isn't correct. Rashi has already said Beferish earlier that Moshe Rabbeinu descended on Yom Kippur itself. So it means that Moshe gathered the people after descending on Yom Kippur, when Yorad Minahar, so Lamacharas, the next day he gathered them. So the Rebbe asks, Tarfman Farstein, so we need to understand. Was is Donitrecht in der Havona Pshuta von die Werte? What is not make sense in the simple understanding of the words Vayakil Moshe that Moshe gathered was Bichdei to Oif Klarendos? Because so, in order to explain that, Muz Rashi Mefarish Zain, Rashi needs to explain. As this is given that this took place the day after Yom Kippur Chulam. So basically, what is Rashi's problem? And as I mentioned in the introduction, as the Rebbe will explain, Rashi's problem is that it would seem that it took place immediately on Yom Kippur itself. And Rashi is trying to teach you and tell you that that is not correct. But in any event, the Rebbe brings down now the commentaries. Mefarshim zogon, Mefarshim explain as dem pirush lemachres yom kippurim chulu that Rashi's interpretation that it took place after Yom Kippur, etc. Nem Rashi, Rashi takes this. He doesn't. He learns it not from not from some uh, wording in the language of the. Uh, verse by Yakhil Moshe, the Moshe gathered, nor Mitzad Hasvara. Rather, this comes because of logic. Rashi has a logical conclusion that it took place in Mochishim Kippurim. Since we know that people uh, 
who are zrizim, who are diligent, they proceed to do the mitzvahs immediately. They don't delay doing mitzvahs. Is there seichel mechayiv? So logically, we conclude as Moshe nit farzamt that Moshe did not delay to Iber Geben the Eden to give over to the Jews the the command, the instruction on building the Mishkan. Which he had heard from Hashem on Mount Sinai. Nor er hat es getan gleich auf morgen noch sein Arabkommen von dem Herrn. But rather he did it immediately on the following day after descending from the mountain. So the Mephorshim's approach is that Rashi assumes and Rashi tells us that it took place immediately as opposed to later. It took place immediately the next day and Moshe Rabbeinu did not delay it. Rashi concludes so, and Rashi concludes so, because since Moshe Rabbeinu did everything in a uh, quick, in a zrizis, in a magdimim, in a way that he did it immediately for the mitzvah, he would have done this right away, and therefore Rashi knows that it took place kishayarad minaham. So, so the mefarshim say that Rashi concluded this. So the Rebbe is not challenging the logic of these Mepharshim, that it makes sense that Moshe Rabbeinu would not delay it for much later, but rather act on it as soon as possible. <clears throat> but the Rebbe's challenge to this commentary is, is, let it be that that is the case, but Rashi does not usually tell us when things took place even if there is a logical conclusion that we know when it took place. Rashi doesn't trouble himself to tell us in each case when things took place. So even though that this is correct, that it would have been as soon as possible, Rashi would not need to tell us that unless he has a reason that it answers a problem we have in the meaning of the Pasuk, just to tell us when things took place is not the style of Rashi. And number two, uh, this conclusion is so simple and logical that even if Rashi would uh, make, would need to know this, he wouldn't have to write this because this would be obvious just because this concept that Moshe Rabbeinu did not delay is something which is self-understood and there would be no need for Rashi in this case to even tell us because of the simplicity of this idea. Look inside. It's open, it's moving, but we don't understand this comment. Aleph. In Zaypirush of Chumash, on his commentary, in his commentary on the Chumash, we don't find, as Rashi is on the Zayn, that Rashi should interpret the time when a certain thing took place. Even in a situation where it is uh, conclusion, logically concluded, we have to logically conclude, or similar 
conclusions that something happened at a certain time. Still, Rashi doesn't bring it down. Sidon, the exception, when does Rashi bring out Dortmund versus Negea? There, where it's important to Havonas Pshata Pasik, where it adds to the meaning of the Pasik. The Rebbe gives an example uh, for this in the footnote uh, number three that the um, story of Truma and Tetzave took actually place after the story meaning God's commands to construct the Mishkan to Moshe Rabbeinu and the Ha'ar took place after the story of Egil Rashi says Yom Rabim afterwards it took place but Rashi didn't make this comment that it took place later when you start reading the Parshas Truma there is no comment from Rashi over there telling us when it took place even though it's Rashi himself says it later on and Rashi only says it in the Parshas Kisisa, uh telling us when it took place because over there it's important for uh, to understand uh, the uh, meaning of the verse so but the point is that we see Rashi doesn't trouble to tell you when things took place. You think whatever you want. I mean, whatever it took place is not Rashi's uh, job to tell us over there. And uh, so why would Rashi have to tell us over here that Vayakil took place after Yom Kippur because that is what it makes sense that it took place. And number two, base Odi Anoche, this understanding uh, as Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe Rabbeinu certainly did not uh, delay in Ibrigeb and to transmit the instruction, the command of Asiyah Mishkan for making the Mishkan, but rather he did it in such a way for Zrizim Magdimim, from those who are diligent bring right away is like by their Ashtar Gelegenheit immediately by the first opportunity. This is an item This is understood simply and obvious and since that is the case Why does Rashi need to teach us but that a chiddush in a way of a novelty, Ados is givesh, and this took place l'machoshem akipurim the day after Yom Kippur. While Moshe had us need to be elektish better, and that Moshe did not delay this for later on. So basically, the question is here: Let it be that machoshem akipurim is the time when Moshe Rabbeinu was makil was gathered the people, but. Number one, why does Rashi have to tell us when Rashi doesn't usually tell us dates? And number two, this concept that it took place immediately and not later on is so obvious that in this case the child knows it on his own and we don't need Rashi to tell us this. Now in Oiz Bay's the Rebbe is going to say that um, maybe Rashi does need to um, come up and tell us that in this case it's different 
that it took place immediately, because if you follow the order of the verses, it might seem, one may mistakenly conclude, that this story of Yaakov Moshe took place some times later on. Because in the previous Pesukim, the verse describes how Moshe Rabbeinu would, after coming down from Har Sinai, uh, the last time after Yom Kippur, and until the time that the Mishkan was built, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu would transmit the Torah. The Torah goes through the procedure by first teaching it to Aaron and then to his sons, as the Pasik and Rashi explained at the end in Pashas Kisisa. Now that period was from after Yom Kippur that Moshe descended, all the ways up till the um, construction when the Oyel the Mishkan was constructed. So since that took place in all that time, and that's the happening that the verse tells us, so one might mistakenly conclude that Vayakil Moshe also took place during that extended period of time, but it didn't take place immediately. So in order to make it clear that it took place right away, Rashi changes, says that it was Lamachoshim Akipurim. So it's not so, so obvious since it follows the previous Pesukim. Base, we'll look inside. But again, to the Tzveta Shaila, as with regards to the second question, that it's very obvious that it must have been immediately not delayed. Zagum Mefarshim, the commentators say, Hayois vi in the last pesukim from der frir de kesedra. Since in the last verses of the previous sedra, retzich vegn dem oifun v'seder hanhoge. It speaks of the kind and the order of conduct from Moshe's Dibur Tzid, and how Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the Jewish people. So that conduct, that how Moshe Rabbeinu transmitted the Torah to the Jewish people, through first through Aaron, and then his sons, and then to the Jewish people, but that refers to a lengthy extended time period that followed Yom Kippur, that didn't take place only after Yom Kippur, that was later on. So therefore, one can conclude as that also this verse from that Moshe gathered which follows in the Torah after describing the transmission of Torah to the Yidden, that was says previously, is for Yukoman had taken place as man memushach an extended time noch yom kippurim after yom kippur. The far darf Rashi bavorin, and that's why Rashi needs to caution us, as is given lemachros yom kippurim that this took place the day after yom kippur. The Rebbe says is obeshver to forend for nazoi. It is, however, difficult to give this answer that uh, one can conclude that it took later and Rashi is telling us that it's earlier because it follows the previous verses. As the Rebbe will point out now that regardless, at the end of the day, uh, even if we said that Vayakil did not take place immediately, Yom Kippurim, as 
one would mistake it, according to their explanation. Uh, it still didn't take place always at the end at the end of the time. That means to say that Vayakhel Moshe still didn't take place after the period of that was described before that Moshe Rabbeinu transmitted God's words to the Bnei Yisrael and the process. So regardless, Vayakhel doesn't take place after it. Since Vayakhel doesn't take place after it, but rather during that time, so why would we have a problem of saying that Vayakhel took place after Yom Kippur because it follows um, the previous story when since the previous story describes something what took place at a period of time starting from Yom Kippur till the construction of the the final construction of the Mishkan until it was built and Bayaka took place somewhere in during that period of time so we really should not have any problem in interpreting Bayakil meaning immediately uh, right in the beginning notwithstanding the fact that beforehand the Pasuk describes something that took place for a long extended period of time starting with Yom Kippur through the construction of the Mishkan so this would still be so obvious and we still don't need Rashi to give us this uh, this information when this information is self-understood look inside the Rebbe Zokt, the Rebbe says Naniach, even if we should accept Afil Azvayakil Moshe that the gathering of Moshe is given was to place Vivait Abgirukt in Zman from Yom Kippur as far removed in time from Yom Kippur so because it follows, in other words, let's say we'll give in to your idea that it follows the previous psukim, so it took place, whatever time period you wish to place on it, that Vayakil Moshe took place. Muzdoch Saivi Oiskumen, but still we have to conclude, it does come out nevertheless, as the Seder and Hoge, that the order of the conduct was very detailed, which the Torah describes in the Psukim B'Soy Pashistisa, in the verses at the end of the section of Kisisa, by Daber Moshe Aleim, that Moshe spoke to them, as first Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to them, first to Aaron, and then his sons, and the Zikanim, the Nisim, the Zikanim, and then the Achim Nikshu, and then the entire Jewish community, which is described in the Pashistisa. So even if we say, that this had extended a long, lengthy time, So we have to say that this took place till a lengthy time after Moshe gathered. Thus haste, this means the Ganze Zeit was Moshe Gerat The entire time that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to the, uh, with the Jewish people, this conduct that the Pasuk describes in Pashas Kisisa took place. Afilu has come as Mishkan. Even after the Mishkan uh, was erected, this is according to the Sif Sechachamim, or the Rakhoponim, Bistum Tokfan Akamas Mishkan, until the day that the Mishkan was uh, erased. That's a question of the, the commentaries exactly when this took place, um, when it stopped. So, but yet, even if Vayakal takes place not Lemakrashem Akipurim, there is still an extended period of time following that Vayakil Moshe that the order, the way described in the Pesukim Pashas Kitsisa that 
perceived by Yaakov that they took place. So according to this, either way, you need to you must interpret as does was deep sukim that the fact that these verses which describe the nature, the way of the communication from Moshe to Eden, as Moshe spoke to the Jews, and how the uh, conduct, how it took place. And yet they come in the Pasuk before far, before Vayakil Moshe, before Moshe gathered. So why would they come before, even though we know for sure that it took place afterwards also? He says the far, that would be because of the reason was odd there say there, because this order, this has uh, um, started to take place, it began, and it became into being, uh, this order, immediately as Moshe descended from the mountain. So it started, it didn't end, but it started before, even before Vayakil Moshe, before Moshe's gathering. Since this is the case, that we have to say that the reason that Vayakil Moshe, uh, even if it took place later, uh, yet uh, still the Pasuk writes the Parshas, uh, verses in Pashas Kisis describing the order that went beyond the Vayakil Moshe is because they start off with the time that preceded Vayakil Moshe. So, since that is the case, is the Chadra Kudshuladukta. So, the question comes back to its place. Why should we have a mistake? We would think. As the Vayakil Moshe, that Moshe's gathering is given, took place a Meshach Zman, a period, a long time, La'achre Yemi Kippurim, that it took place after Yemi Kippur, Unit Ayin Lernen, and not to interpret Leid Der according to the simple logic, as it was Giton Badnachim Kippur, that he t- took this, that he's done this right after Yemi Kippur. And again, the question is, we don't need Rashi to tell us this, because this is obvious. And there would be no mistake, basically, because uh, since uh, the Pesukah before deal with an extended period of time, because regardless that it took place an extended period of time, some of it took place after Vayakil Moshe. And the reason why the Pesukah Mekisisa come before is because the opening, the beginning of that Seder, the order of Moshe teaching to the B'day Aaron was... Uh, before, as soon as he gave down from the mountain. And that's why he comes before. So why should we learn that that is the meaning of Ayakil Moshe, and, and obviously, logically, and Rashi would not need to even write this, because this is simply understood. A further challenge to the uh, commentary of the Mepharshim, the commentators, who explains that Rashi knows that it took place immediately after Yom Kippur because Moshe Rabbeinu would not delay, it seems to be that the problem is in that case, according to those commentaries, if that is the reason, why did Moshe Rabbeinu actually wait even to Mahrash Yom Kippurim? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu 
not do it immediately on Yom Kippur itself. In other words, if Rashi's basis for his commentary that it took place Lemachrus Yom Kippurim is based on this simple logic that it couldn't have taken place later on, it must have taken place immediately because Moshe Rabbeinu would not delay. So, if that logic, why would Rashi conclude that it was done Lemachrus Yom Kippurim? Why should Rashi not conclude that it was done on Yom Kippur itself? And the Rebbe says that you can't say that it could not have taken place on Yom Kippur itself uh, because we have evidence to that <coughs> from the Pasik because the Pasik before telling them about the construction of the Mishkan Moshe Rabbeinu tells them that they must keep the Shabbos that means that notwithstanding the importance of creating the Mishkan and building of the Mishkan yet the building of the Mishkan does not override uh, the keeping of the Shabbos and Shabbos takes place takes precedent is first and you cannot build the Mishkan on Shabbos now from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu did not tell them that they cannot build the Mishkan on Yom Kippur on that day Yom Kippur uh, when it came down so if Moshe Rabbeinu we should conclude that he told them, he gathered them immediately telling them about the Mishkan so the uh, logic would dictate that they started working on the construction immediately uh, part of bringing the gifts, you know, which would entail uh, in one way or another a chilol of Yom Kippur uh, desperate in the day so why did Moshe Rabbeinu, just as he's telling them that they should not desecrate the Shabbos, he should tell them the halacha which is important immediately on that same day, don't desecrate Yom Kippur. So that should be Rashi's proof that he couldn't have told them the construction of the Mishkan because he had no need then to talk about Yom Kippur which took place right then and there, which was that day. So the Rebbe says we can't say that this is Rashi's evidence that it didn't take place on Yom Kippur itself because had it taken place in Yom Kippur itself Moshe Rabbeinu would have cautioned them against doing the work on Yom Kippur because the Rebbe argues according to the simple pshat that Yom Kippur there was no prohibition against doing any malacha. So Moshe Rabbeinu would not have to tell them since Moshe Rabbeinu came down in the middle of Yom Kippur and the Salach Tikkit takes place in the middle. Moshe Rabbeinu would not have to tell them not to do on Yom Kippur because in that Yom Kippur, since part of the day began as not Yom Kippur, it did not become Yom Kippur. It did not become a day of prohibited of work on uh, middle so that Moshe Rabbeinu would have to tell them don't do any work. So, since we don't have that evidence anymore, so the question goes back, if the commentators believe 
that Rashi's conclusion that it was done after Yom Kippur and not later was because Zerizim Magdimim Lemitzvahs. So why should Rashi not conclude that they did it on Yom Kippur itself because of Zerizim Magdimim Lemitzvahs? So that would be another difficulty on the other commentaries. Look inside. There's an additional matter we need to understand. Because of this above mentioned uh, idea, Sif Aleph, from Zrizi Magdim Lemitzes, so we should have interpreted as the Vayakil Moshe that this gathering that Moshe gathered is for Gikumen, that it took place noch freer even earlier than the day after Yom Kippur. In them talk for Yom Kippur Gufa on the day of Yom Kippur itself. Now, one can argue and say, well, maybe there was no time in Yom Kippur if he came down in Yom Kippur. So the Rebbe says, Vorum es is do There is a basis to say as Moshe Rabbeinu is a rov from Park Sinai, that Moshe descended from Mount Sinai b'toich vav shoyz within the six hours of the morning. Fundam talk of the day, and this would be b'dugma that would be similar v'megefint b'zayn erster yirida as we find by his first descent from Har from the mountain which was Yudzayin Tamus was on the 17th day of Tammuz. Over there, Rashi has explained earlier that Moshe Rabbeinu has told him that he will descend within six hours of the morning uh, and uh, and it would make sense that the uh, descent that took place now at the Luchash Nias by the Yom Kippur was also similar that he also descended within the same time frame as he told them over then. For these 40 days have been equated with the first 40 days. in the Pasik in um, in the Varim, we said that Kayomim uh, Harishenim. So it's Napalti. So there's an equation of these forty days to each other, uh, and it makes sense to say that it's the same as those forty days. Hot Kinortnit of Machalik sign. So it doesn't make sense to distinguish with regards to the end and the descent of the mountain uh, to argue that the um, descent on Yom Kippur took place uh, at a later time. So the assumption is now uh, the basis as the Rebbe says to say that the descent of Har Sinai took place on uh, within six hours of the day. So there was time le- left in that day. 
So he had sufficient time in the day for Yom Kippur, on the day of Yom Kippur, Gufa, and the day of Yom Kippur itself, to Ibergem the Eden to transmit, to give over to the Jews, the Mtsivui of Asiyas Mishkan, the command of making the Mishkan. In case of so, if Abbas learned Rashi, how come Rashi says, as Erhotas Kiton Ersh, the Mokhrashim Akipurim, that he only did it on the day that follows him, Kippur, when he could have done it in that day? So, the Choyre Voltman Giken Zogen, it seems that we could have said that. We could have said that there is a proof that Rashi has that it could not take place in Yom Kippur himself. As that Hechrech of Zayn Pirush, that the conclusion for his interpretation, as Vayakil Moshe, that Moshe's gathering is Lemachras Yom Kippurim, was on the day that follows Yom Kippur, only Yom Kippurim Gufa, and not in Yom Kippur itself. Nemt Rashi, therefore, Rashi takes it from the fact that Sfarn Ibergem zum Eden dem Tzivu Eif Melaches Hamishkan that before giving over to the Jews the command of the work of the Mishkan, Hotzei Moshe Magdim Given Moshe only introduced to them Blois the Azharev Shmirah Shabbos only the warning about keeping Shabbos. In order to tell them, as Malachas Hamishkan, in a Deiches Hashabbos, that the work of the Mishkan does not override, does not push away the Shabbos. Ober Nidem Onzog, but he did not give them the instruction for Nazhoras Yemakipurim, about warning about Yemakipurim, that the work of the Mishkan does not override Yom Kippur. Hind. And therefore, if you should say, as the Vayakel Moshe, the Moshe's gathering is for Gikomem Beyemakipurim Gufa, that it took place on Yom Kippur itself. So at first, Gedavzi Onzog, he needed to instruct them, as Horas Yemakipurim, the warning about Yom Kippur, in order to uh, protect them from Tutan Melachas Hamishkan from doing the work on the Mishkan, Gleichen them Ersten Talgufa immediately in the first day itself. He should have uh, uh, stopped them from that. And since he didn't stop them, that means that he did not have, uh, that he did not come down on Yom He didn't tell them about it. Uh, he didn't tell them to, he didn't tell it to them on Yom Kippur. But that's not a proof. In truth, you cannot say so. Because what is the reason for all the laws that apply to Yom Kippur? Part of the laws of Yom Kippur is also not to do any work. Because of, is as the Pasuk explicitly states, for on this day he atones for you, etc. And since that is the case, is the verstandig. So then it's self-understood as the ganzer inyan from Yom Kippurim that the entire aspect of Yom Kippur hotzich oiv giton that came about erst only in the rega on the instance when the Eibster had gezogt in which God proclaimed and said solachti kidvarecha I've forgiven as your words. That is the chaper alechem was fundamental on and from that point and on. Is a nikva geworden. It has been established 
set for for forgiving and for an atonement. Well, it's Balgazoi, and since that is the case, that it depends that Yom Kippur was because of the atonement, is Doch Poshut. So then it's obvious, as in Yenem Tog, that in that day when Moshe is often hard, that Moshe descended from the mountain, in Valchon in which on that day it was first accomplished, as their Tog, that that day from Bachoydesh Hashvib, on the seventh day and the tenth day of the month, Zolzayna Yom Slicher should be a day of atonement. Isn't it Shaykh? It doesn't apply as of Imzons and Chalzain that they should rest on that day, the dinim, the loss of Yom Kippur. Of Yom Kippur. I feel the need in the tail from Tog, even not on the portion of the day, uh, which comes after Salachti. So it doesn't make sense that the laws should apply to a day even after the part of Salachti. Bishas as the freer the tail from the Tog. At the time that the previous section of the day, either the Rebbe Shlomo Gizok Salachti before Hashem said Salachti, is not given Yom Kippur was not Yom Kippur. Can't make a half of the Yom Kippur. So the um, uh, the point here is, we can't say uh, that Yom Kippur really fell then. So Moshe Rabbeinu would really not have a need to um, uh, to tell them even if Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them on Yom Kippur itself he still would not have a need to tell them not to do the work in Yom Kippur because that year Yom Kippur uh, not doing work did not apply, they were allowed to do work so we have no pro- we have no problem with saying that Moshe Rabbeinu came down and uh, gathered them on the day of Yom Kippur itself so why don't we say that he gathered them in Yom Kippur? That's the Rebbe's question. Now the Rebbe is going to bring further proof that Yom Kippur did not apply in that day. Uh, because uh, as Rashi is brought down that the um, story that we learned earlier in the section of Yisrael that Yisrael came and then we learned that they brought, they brought the oil of Zvachim and they ate and they and uh, with Moshe Rabbeinu and everything else, uh, that's a story that took place on Yom Kippur. Uh, because uh, the Pasuk and Rashi Taiches over there, Vahim uh, the word Mimocharos, Rashi Taiches means Mocharos Yom Kippurim. So that was the day after Moshe Rabbeinu descended on the heart. So on the day that Moshe actually descended from the mountain, uh, on Yom Kippur itself, when Moshe Rabbeinu was descend, descended uh, from the mountain, uh, that was the day when the oil was Zavachim and everything took place. So we see that on Yom Kippur uh, there was this whole feast over there. So we see clearly that they didn't fast on Yom Kippur. So that tells us also that Yom Kippur did not apply in that year. The look inside now is Mashma. So it also uh, is understood from them, but it's very sales from this that it is related in Parshish Yisrael, in Yisrael, in Perikut Ches, Pasikut Beisut Gimel. So Freyesh Teidort, first it says over there, Vayikach Yisrael, Choysen Moshe, that Yisrael, Moshe, Rabbein, his father-in-law, took Oilo Zvachim Lelikim. 
the Karmelot Vachim for Hashem Goimer, and then it says Lechol Lechem to eat bread. Ungleich Novdem, and immediately after that story, hyped on the pasuk. The pasuk begins over there by Himimacharos, and it was the following day. Evelchan Rashi Zokt. Rashi comments that what is Macharos Zokt Moitzuyim Akipurim Hoya. That was the day after Yom and since simply it means that it was also after Yika uh, Yisra took the whole thing that took place then. So when Rashi is saying it was the next day, we're not saying over there it was the next day of Yom Kippur, but not the next day after uh, Yisrei uh, took the Eilus Vachum after the eight. Uh, the whole story took place there. Rashi, as we learned, Pashas Rashi is not coming to say it was a different Mimochros, but Rashi is telling you that Mimochros of what took place with Yisrei was also Yom Kippur. So then it turns out as the Vayikach Yisrei is given in Tog for Yom Kippur. That took place on the day of Yom Kippur itself. When Moshe Rabbeinu is from Bar Sinai. And which Moshe Rabbeinu descended from Har Sinai. So, since they uh, sacrifice the oilans vachim. Uman is gikuman lechel lechem, and they came to eat bread. Ukoimer is the chmuchov. So this is obvious as the dinim from Yom Kippur that the laws of Yom Kippur have nitchal given if yenam toklal did not apply, did not rest on that day at all. So again, from this story that this took place machros yom kippurim, meaning it took place today of Yom Kippur, this whole story that the Torah describes in Parshish Yisrei tells us that the laws of Yom Kippur didn't apply there because we see that they ate and they they brought Selah Vachim and all these uh, and the whole story there, so therefore we have to stay, we have to conclude that Yom Kippur didn't apply then, the laws of Yom Kippur and since the laws of Yom Kippur didn't apply then uh, why should we not, so Moshe Rabbein had no need to tell them even if a Yakil took place on Yom Kippur itself, Moshe Rabbeinu had no need to tell them about uh, the mitzvahs uh, of not doing the Mlachs of Mishkan Yom Kippur. So why shouldn't we say that that took place on Yom Kippur itself? In the Haaris, on this Ois, the Rebbe discusses a few of the points that mentioned in the Pnim of the uh, Sikha. Um, whether the mimocharos, uh, how the proof is that mimocharos uh, means also mimocharos uh, of the story of the oilos vachim vayikach yisrei, and not really only mimocharos yemakipurim. Also, the discussion in the Aris is uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu descended uh, from the. A mountain, uh, whether it was within six hours, and Rebbe quoting a Toysus in, uh, in Babakama, 
that it was uh, delayed and uh, um, and also the whole discussion whether it depends whether uh, Yisrael came before Matmatoira or after Matmatoira but this is beyond the scope of recording the Sikha and uh, you can look in the Ha'aris uh, to elaborate on the some of these details In Ois Dalit the Rebbe will discuss the next part of the Rashi in the beginning of the Parsha and the fact that Rashi brings down this next part together with the first part so that means that there is a connection between these two parts that Rashi brings down one following the other usually when Rashi wants to explain something different he has another heading for the next comment but over here he combines them together um, so the Rebbe is going to ask several questions first of all the obvious what is the connection between the second uh, part that Rashi brings down to the first section that was discussed before and then some other details in this Rashi and we will see that according to the way the Rebbe is going to answer both of these Rashis and these commentaries are connected and related and it all makes perfect uh, order and sense that it's everything is right in place but let's learn inside the Ois Dalit Nogdem Virashi is Mefarish after Rashi explains as the Vayakhil Moshe that this gathering of Moshe is given Lemocharas Yom Kippurim, that it took place on the day after Yom Kippur. Is a Mamshik. The Rashi continues, and Rashi continues in the Mzelbum Dibur Hamaschil, in the same uh, opening statement as the previous one. And the Rebbe says in a um, in the Ha'ar over here that in uh, the first version of Rashi, the Fusrishin, it actually is a separate opening over here. Uh, however, um, there is enough uh, commentators and enough Rashis that point that this is all in the same Rashi. So this is what we're going about now, that this is second commentary is on the same Rashi. So what does Rashi say over there? So Rashi says, Vuhu Loshin Hifil, that the meaning of the word Vayakil is the meaning that he made them gather. That means a language, a passive language, which means not a Paul would means that he gathered them, an active, but this is a language Rashi says he feel he caused them to gather. And Rashi explains why is this a passive, by Yakhil passive, for he doesn't gather the people by hand, meaning going take each person by the hand. That would be an active way of gathering by 
actively going to gather each person separately. But that's not what happens when you gather when it's Vayakil. This is actually, he caused them. Elohein ne'esofim al-pidibure. But rather they are gathered by his speech, by his instruction. And that's why the translation of Vayakil is not that he gathered, but rather Vayakil he caused for them to gather. Because he doesn't do it actively by hand, but rather passively by speaking and they get together. And then Rashi concludes by saying that the translation of the Targum is V'achnish. So the Rebbe asks several questions on this portion of the Rashi. Also we hear it's difficult to understand. Aleph, number one. Vos farashaychis is faran tzuvishun dem inyan fun vuhu loshin hifil chulu mitn inyan fun lamachrajim akipurim. What kind of a connection is there? Does it exist between this concept, this idea that vayakil is vuhu loshin hifil that it's a language that he caused them to gather? with the idea that was mentioned earlier that it took place is when the gathering took place so what kind of connection is it between these two ideas was to leave the dozike that because of this connection is Rashi Rashi includes both of these uh, matters, these two ideas of when the Vayakil took place and when and that Vayakil means that he caused to gather rather than ga- that he gathered in one opening, in one statement and as the Rebbe points out in the Ha'ore further that not only is it in the same Rashi but Rashi begins with the letter Vav which is a connecting letter as if it's a continuation from and it is a Loshin Hifil as it follows the previous comment. Question number two the Rebbe is going to ask that it seems that the language of Vayakil means that he causes them to gather and the reason why we're using that language is because uh, people are not actively gathered, but they're passively gathered, and that's why we use the Lushen of Ayakel over here. But the Rebbe asks, there's uh, use of the words of Ayasif, uh, is also used to gather people. There too, uh, Ayasif is a term of an active um uh, he actually gathered. Now over there, uh, when you say Vayasif, also means that he didn't by hand go and take each person together. And yet it uses a lotion of an active lotion. So just because people are gathered uh, not by each person individually uh, by hand, 
isn't really a reason uh, to write Vayakil because Vayesov, which is an active form, and still it means each one, even though it, it did, it's an active language, but it doesn't mean that you take each one you, through the Dibur. That's the, when you call them and they come together, that is also called an active, not a passive. So why is Rashi seemingly saying over here, we're using the Lashon of Vayakhel because it is a, a passive uh, we find the gathering people with Loshma Yasef and it's an active language. So, why is Rashi saying that it's here Vayakhel? Because it's a uh, gathering of people which is passive when we find the gathering of people which is also called Vayasef. Let's look inside. Base. That Eifun von Tsunayv Zamlin mentioned the way that you gather people, Verdoch Alemo. It's always done not by hand. It's done through speech, calling them together. And yet, we find many times the word asifa, gathering. Not in a language of passive that he calls them together. As, for example, as for example, the Pasik which says, Isfali Shivim Ish Mizikna Yisrael, gather to me seventy uh, men of the elders of Israel. Doesn't mean he took them each one by hand. Gather, it's an active, it's an active language. And then it says, by Yesuf Shivim Ish that he gathered together the uh, the seventy people. Uh, this is all in Baloischa and Perikudalev, Pasikazai, Mukhavdalat. So we find this language over there. Onaich Friya, also in Shmois and Perigimel Pasikazai. So this is later, but this is even earlier. The Pasik state, Pasik states, Leich Vaosavto Ezikna Yisrael, go and gather. And this is an active language of Vaosavto, you shall gather. Zikna Yisrael. So we see that gathering people through speech, <coughs> which was done there too, can also be used, Dora can use a language of an active language, of Asifa. So, Favos Dav Davki in unser Posik Stein, Vayakhel Loshen Hifil. So, why is it necessary that in our verse it says in Loshen Vayakhel? Which is a Loshen Hifil, which is a language of a passive language, because he didn't do it by hand, but he rather did it through speech. We will see in the Rebbe's explanation that the Rebbe is going to explain that Rashi over here wasn't trying to tell us that you can only use the language of Vayakhel when it comes to gathering. Uh, people, since it's done uh, passively, not directly with his hands. As the Rebbe asked the question, we find gathering of people is is used even in an active language. But on the contrary, as the Rebbe is going to explain, and that what Rashi is trying to tell us over here is why does the Torah use 
the language of Vayakel and not the language of Vayasef because as the Rebbe will explain that the Posik Vayakel has the connotation the whole Posik over here is coming to tell us that Moshe Rabbeinu had something important to give over to the Jewish people so therefore it would seem that the more fitting language should be the language of Vayesif because that would emphasize the fact that it was an act of Moshe Rabbeinu and when Rashi says over here that Vayakhel can also mean, when Rashi says that it means that he doesn't gather with people, what Rashi is trying to say is that Vayakhel can also mean, even though it's used in a passive, uh, means passively, can also mean a person because a person is also be used to gather people since people are not gathered by hand so therefore the language of Ayakil which is passive does also fit here as the devil also explained the way we know that Ayakil means passive that's because of the Targum as we'll see in a minute but once we know that Ayakil is passive Rashi wants to explain since Moshe Rabbeinu was here the Pasuk wants to say that Moshe Rabbeinu made a special meeting over here, gathered the people specially, it would seem that the Torah should say by yes of Moshe to gather them in. And as we will see also, the Rebbe ties it into explaining the previous part of the Sikha, that because Moshe Rabbeinu waited till after Yom Kippur is because the understanding is for Rashi, Rashi knows this is because it seems like this was supposed to be a special meeting of telling them not just something which the Jewish people got together when Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain is Memela the Torah would seem when it wants to describe a special gathering the Torah should use the Lashon of Ayasif and Rashi is coming to say, no, that because the Targum says that it means Loshin Hifil, that it's a language of a passive language, so Rashi says we can still say that this is still the act of Moshe Rabbeinu making the special meeting because when you gather people, it also makes sense to use a language of Ayakil, which is passive because he doesn't do it by hand but of course Asifa could be used, that's even more proper to use, but the Torah can also use the Lashon of Ayakil, since you're not gathering by themselves or made by hand, it also makes sense to use the Lashon of a passive Lashon, we'll wait to see further on for more details question number three, Gimel and here the Rebbe is going to ask this whole idea that there is something like an active and there's a passive is something which we find throughout the Chumash. <coughs> and Rashi 
doesn't tell us all the time that this is a passive, that it's a Lashon feel. And the Rebbe brings examples. So why was it important for Rashi to tell us over here that there is, it's a Lashon, that it's a passive? And also, as explained earlier, that once we say that Rashi is trying to tell us over here that we can also use the Lashon Vayakhel. Because Rashi is not trying to tell us generally that there is something as a passive language. It doesn't have to be an act of physically getting them together. We can use a Lashon of passive. Um, but Rashi is trying to tell us that notwithstanding the fact that this was a special gathering, we can still use the language of Vayakhel since at the end of the day, when you gather people, it is a passive language. And that's why it makes also sense, notwithstanding the fact that this is a special meeting, to use the word Vayak. Let's see inside. Gimel. What, in general, what is Rashi's novelty over here? Loshin Hifil. That it's a Loshin, he caused, not that he gathered, but he caused them to be gathered. There's many times where there's a lotion cause to, which is used in Chumash. Rashi does not stand on it to explain to us. As the Pasik talks with regards to Yosef, when he became the viceroy in Egypt, so we learned in the Parshas Miketz, in Bereshis, in Perik, Mem Aleph, Pasik Mem Bezim, Mem Gimel. So the Pasik says over there, Vayal Beish Oisoy, he dressed him up, dressed up Yosef. Does it mean that Padre himself dressed him up? It doesn't mean he dressed him up. He means that he caused him to be dressed up. It says he dressed him, but it doesn't mean that he physically dressed him. It means he caused him to be dressed. Same thing it says, Vayal Oisoy, he caused him to write. He was the cause. It's not a, an active, it's a passive. He called him void and more. So Rashi doesn't explain over there, so why does Rashi have to explain over here? And Dalit, the fourth question the Rebbe asks, What is Rashi intending with the conclusion that the Targum translation is And as mentioned before, all these questions will be answered in one way, what's the connection between these, this Rashi and the previous Rashi? And also the question from the beginning, why would one assume that uh, it wasn't Labach Rashi'im HaKippurim? That's so obvious uh, that so it's evident that Moshe Rabbeinu would have immediately taken the first opportunity to tell the Yidden about the Melechus um, HaMishka. So, why does Rashi even need to explain that? And the Rebbe is going to explain over here that actually Rashi is not trying to tell us that the Yidden didn't 
that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't gather them later on, much after Yom Kippur, but actually Rashi is coming to tell you that this did not take place on Yom Kippur itself. And as the Rebbe is going to explain, not only would it logically make sense that because Moshe Rabbeinu would take the first opportunity to teach him about the Melechah Samishkan to instruct them what Hashem has told them as soon as it's possible on the same day that he descended on Yom Kippur itself because of Zerizim Akdimim Lemitzvahs but also the language of the verse when it says by Yakhel Moshe that Moshe gathered so that would imply as the gathering took place almost by itself the fact that the Torah doesn't write that he went and gathered them by Yosef, but by Yakil. So it could almost be understood that Moshe Rabbeinu, as he descended from the mountain, and have the big news, Moshe Rabbeinu coming down, and on top of that also, the fact that Moshe came down, so they gathered. That's why maybe by Yakil, they just gathered together instead of him by Yosef, because this wasn't a uh, a special gathering. So, in the very simple meaning of the verse, one would assume that it took place right on Yom Kippur itself. And Rashi is coming to teach you, therefore, no. It was Yom Kippur itself, it was Lemachres Yom Kippur. And because it had to be Vayakil Moshe that it was something substantial over here that Moshe Rabbeinu did. And it wasn't just something that took place just because he descended from the mountain. And therefore, but it's, why does it say then by Yakhel Moshe, which has the connotation as if it happened by itself instead of by Yosef. So that's why Rashi has to continue and explain to us that still, in such a case, when you're talking about people gathering together, even when you're doing it, it's a Lashon Hifil, it's a Lashen, it's a passive Lashon. But really it was done by Moshe Rabbeinu, it was done the next day. And we know this is because of, that is what the Targum tells us, is the Taich of Ayakil. Ayakil means that he caused them to gather together. So let's learn inside now in Oisei. Is there Biur Bechol Hanal, the explanation of the above? Mitzad Pashtu Soinyonim, Lulei Pirush Rashi from the simple meaning of these matters approach without having Rashi's commentary. Volkman Gilad and then we would have learned as Vayakil Moishis for Gikumabiam Kipurgufa that the gathering of Moish the story took place and Yam Kippur itself. In themselves Togven Moishi is Arofunharsina on that same day when Moish descended down from Mount Sinai that the reason why we are saying that this would have been the simple meaning for we have for this a double proof first of all because of the idea that we know that those who are diligent they make the mitzvah as early as possible which says, as mentioned, Kinal Siv Gimel earlier in the third Siv, as Moshe Rabbeinu Voltnit Givard Bismorgen, that Moshe, our teacher, will not have waited till tomorrow 
with transmitting the command. But rather he would do it on that day itself. As Rashi says in a previous Sedra in Yisrael, Perikutas Pasikid Dalit, and also in Shmois Perik Dalit Pasikhov Dalit. So Rashi says over there, as Moshe Flagleich Ibergem Tsiidin, the Shlichas von Eibersten. He would immediately transmit and give over to the Jews the message from Hashem, when Hashem told him as soon as he came down. So the assumption should be as soon as Moshe Rabbeinu came down from the mountain, on Yom Kippur, he told him what Hashem told him. Especially, Ubefrat, and especially Noch, especially in addition, as the Tzivu Yifanasius, Amishkan Veshchanti Besoichom, that the command from Medarit build a Mishkan, so I can rest amongst you. Hot in sich getragen dem Hansog von dem Eberstenslich of a Kapore, Eifelchetegel von Eden. That contained in that message, in that instruction that Hashem says to build the Mishkan, that contains the atonement, the forgiving and the atonement for the sin of the eagle from the Yidden. So that was not just an ordinary message. As Rashi brings down in the Parshas Kisiso, in Periklamet Posik Tezvov, Shenisratza Mokom Lisroel Lisloyach Lahem, that Hashem has agreed to forgive the Jewish people and they were commanded on the Mishkan. So this is something which is such a powerful message. So Moshe Rabbeinu certainly put an effort in to transmit this good news, this good news, was freer as early as possible. He wouldn't delay such a uh, message. And as the Rebbe points out in the Haare 30, like we find when they were telling the good news to Yaakov, that Yosef was still alive. So how does Yosef tell them in Vayigash, Perik Memhei Posik He says, Maru Va'alu Elavi, quickly go up to our father. That means that they should hastily, because there's good news, they should do it so quickly. And that's why, as the Rebbe explains further in the order, we find that Moshe, that Yosef told his brothers, and Rashi says in Perik Memhei Poschavdal in Breshis, Al Tafsiu Psiagaso Vikonsu Bechemalir, don't go, Vikonsu Bechemalir, don't go quick steps and make sure to go in with the sun don't meaning what he was trying to tell them is that they shouldn't rush because at least they should wait for that because he didn't want them to go at night time but yet you see that as there's some good news you want to transmit it immediately so Moshe Rabbeinu has the good news that the Abishter is forgiving the Jewish people he's not going to keep the good news to himself he's going to try to give it over as quickly as possible. So logically, it makes sense that at the first opportunity, when Moshe Rabbeinu had, which is on Yom Kippur itself, he should have told them, he would have told them about the command of building the Mishkan. 
That is logically. But there's also in Hain, Mitzad Lashna Kosov, and also in addition, there's also the language of the verse. Because was there meat, vote given farstandik, for this we could also understand was a state Vayakil. Why does the Torah write here the language of Vayakil? We would understand well Aloshin from Hifil, which is a language that he made them gather. He made it such that they should get together. And it doesn't say Vayesov, he gathered them. Was made, which would mean He brought them together. He made the congregation together. There, he said he just caused them that they should get together. Now we would understand if it took place on Yom Kippur itself, it would make perfect sense, it would have a good explanation. Why? Because Hizel's Farshtenlach itself understood as Moshe's Arab, our Moshe Rabbeinu's Arab Kumen von Har, Midiluches Achreines, that Moshe Rabbeinu's descent from the mountain with the second tablets, Zol Geirim Zayin, or with the later tablets, Zol Geirim Zayin, with the last tablets, Zol Geirim Zayin, this would cause as Alidin Zolzik Zanek Zaman Klein, that all Jews will get together for Zichalein on their own. In order for, to listen, that which Moshe would give over to them. And the Riber stayed on Nidder Loshen by Yesoif. And that's why one would reason that the verse does not say by Yesoif, which is a Loshen Paul, which is an active language that he gathered them. While Dan Voltas Gemaint, because then it would have meant if it was a Yesoif, Azer Hogiton. That he did durchgeführt them to Neiv Zamlin, that he accomplished, he made up that gathering together, because it's something that he did. But the Torah wants to sort of emphasize that it was done on its own. When it says that Moshe gathered, meaning Loshin Hifil, he made, he caused them to get together. He made others do. It's not that he did it himself. So that would mean, that means, as Moshe Rabbeinu Mitzayin Kumen, that Moshe Rabbeinu with his coming, just descending now, coming down, he caused that the Yidin got together, that the Jews got together. He caused them, he made them do the act of gathering together. So Vayak Hail, they gathered his own. It's not like what he did something here, he just descent. So he caused them to get together. So that would be another reason why it would make logical sense to say that it all took place right then and there on Yom Kippur, where the Jewish people would gather regardless if Moshe had a special message for them, just to uh, greet him with coming down with the new luchas. And therefore, th- we would have a good reason that would make a lot of sense for the Torah to use Loshem Yakel because this wasn't a Vayesif. Now, the Rebbe is going to continue. The Rebbe is not completely satisfied just with this explanation over here because still the form of Vayakhel um, does denote that the, there was a certain act 
on Moshe, Vayakhil Moshe. It's not just that uh, they just came down, uh, Moshe's coming down, and they gather together. Otherwise, it's not Bechlava Vayakhil Moshe. Then they gather on their own. How is this even an indirect act? It's not even Loshin Hifil. It's not that he caused them to get together. He caused them that they got together on their own, but it has nothing to do with the Vayakhil with Moshe. So the Rebbe is going to further explain it. it, it there was a certain involvement of Moshe when he descended from the mountain and that would justify the Lashon of Ayakhel and we would still have uh, a very good reason that this took place right on Yom Kippur because that's why it's not Vayesev but Vayakhel mostly was done on his own as the Rebbe explains now in the brackets even if we should accept that it is not really smooth to say that their gathering was totally on its own automatically. Just Moshe Rabbeinu's descent um, caused them to get together. We would say that that doesn't really fit with the language of Ayakhil. Because the meaning when we say Moshe gathered is Fort Mashmas Moshe Hot Giton in them to Zaman Klaibin, that Moshe Rabbeinu did, it's still I've understood that Moshe did do something to cause the gathering. So, but here we're saying it's just on its own, so then it's not Mechlal Vayakil. Forget about it, it's not a Loshon Paul, but it's not even Chayr, even Loshon Hifil. But the says, no. Is the Pirish in them, this, the meaning of this, it does really involve Moshe to a certain extent. Rebbe brings down Freed in Pashas Tisa Verdersailed earlier in the section of Pashas Kisisa. It's related over there in Perak Lamed Dalet, Pasuk Lamed through Lamed Base. Torah tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu descended, his face will shine, will shine ki corner ponov, and the Pasuk says, Vayiru Mikesha Seilov. So they were afraid from coming close to him. Undurgdem was Vayikra Lehem Moshe. But then later on, Moshe calls them. Is So they returned, and all the Jewish people later on eventually came to, the, to him. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu did do an act in order to have to bring them so that they can not fear him and, and, and run away. This is also what is meant with Vayakil, this haste. In them, in them, Vayikra is Bashtanen. Moshe's he feel in them Vayakil. This Vayikra, the calling, that was Moshe's act in the Vayakil, which was basically a, 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 a passive, but this was an act that he did. But the gathering itself is not given from Moshe Rabbeinu. That was not done by Moshe. Er hotzei norden enter to zich. He only got them close to himself. Ishenoi cherecht was dosteid vayakel loshen hifil unit loshen paul. Now it makes sense why it says vayakel. He caused them to gather and not vayesoif, which is a loshen paul, which would mean gathered together. So basically, from all this, we have that it would make sense uh, both. The language of Ayakil, as well as the Svarib Shuta that Mazrizim Magdimim, that it took place right on Yom Kippur. 
But Rashi wants to tell you, you know that it's not the case. Evdem is Rashi mechadish as vayakil moishis lemachras yemakipurim. Rashi comes up with this idea, the new idea that it actually is not on Yom Kippur. It was lemachras yemakipurim. Does haste, which means mekan nitzog nadosis for gikumen. By bayoyim, you cannot say that it took place on that day. Where the Jews collect, uh, gather from them own. And the Rebbe is going to say, why? So what's wrong? It seems everything seems to fit. But why can't we say that? And the Rebbe is going to soon say that also because the Targum. No, take that back. The Rebbe is going to say, because we can't say that because. The whole story in of itself, notwithstanding the Svarab Shuta, notwithstanding Losh Vayakil, the general content of the story points to that this was a special gathering that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them for this, not just a, by the way, an extension of something of just descending from the mountain, and all of a sudden that is the Vayakil. As the Rebbe explains, for the Signun Hasipur Vayakil Moshe, because the storyline and the, in the way this story is told in the Torah that Moshe gathered is mashma zervirus the tzelun an inyan choshev vegamoshe. It appears it, 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 it's understood that the verse is trying to tell us something important about Moshe. Un amayla if Moshe, and here we're actually emphasizing something, an advantage of Moshe as erot zamigiklim. It was he that gathered, not just a gathering on its own. The river Muzman Island, and that's why we have to say, that this took place after the next day after Yom Kippur, was done, is as given, then this took place through Moshe, because Moshe did something here. So it seems that it's such so strong the conviction. That the story is an Indian Choshev, that notwithstanding the Losh of Ayakil fits better, notwithstanding the idea that Zrizim Akdim Lemitzvah fits better, but still it has to be something about Moshe. Moshe had to do it, and we cannot therefore say it was when he descended from the mountain. I was just thinking that it probably doesn't make uh, sense if the Rebbe doesn't address it, but uh, just uh, a thought why can't we say that? It was on that same day, but at a later time. So let's say, as the Rebbe said, he must have come down within six hours, as the Rebbe has said earlier. Or, so that could be for that matter, he could have come down early in the morning. And the first time when he came down, it was uh, on their own, they gathered together. And then he made another gathering. In that case, the Losh Yakil would fit, and also the Zerizim Akdim would fit. But it's Mashma L'Chayre that we have to say that that doesn't already uh, uh, make, that's probable that it's all on the same day, that the Vayakil is on the same day that already there was an automatic gathering. This is just something to uh, look in further. But the Rebbe continues, okay, so since we're saying now, Take, that it's Mashma from the signal that it was something that Moshe Rabbeinu did, and therefore we can't say that it was when he went down from the mountain. So, why does the Takis then say Loshna Vayakil? Lifizef avoshtei dova Yakil. Why does it say Vayakil? 
is Lashon Hefil. This was the, the reason why we wanted to say that it took, would make sense to say that it took place on, on Yom Kippur itself. But now that we're saying Machsh Yom Kippur, why does it say that he crossed together? So what Rashi is basically saying now, that it applies also just because the Lashon of Ayakil does make sense by people. Because since people are not gathered one by one, Rashi is not saying that it has to say Vayakil. Rashi is saying that the Losh of Vayakil is also fitting because when people gather other people, they don't gather them by hand and therefore he causes them to gather. If them enter Rashi, since he doesn't gather people by hand, but rather they are collected by his instruction, pass the Loshin Oich, when then it fits also when somebody brings them together. And the reason why uh, we call it we say Vayakel because Vorm Soif Soif clapped the mention is Chenoi Bepoil with the hand. Because at the end of the day, he does not gather the people with his hands. Nor Blois from Zain Dibur, it's only that with his speech. His speech brings the truth of him that they should be gathered, and that's why it makes sense. So it makes sense that the pasuk uses here the lotion of a yakel. The Rebbe in Haare also adds in Haare thirty-two. The Rebbe explains further that. Bechlal, the lotion of Vayakel is a lotion which is used only for uh, humans, for people. And since people, there is no gathering them by hand. The gathering is, you make them gather, it's through the Dibur, it's through speech. So that's why we actually don't even find in the word Vayakil, there is no active, everything is always passive Vayakil is passive there is no active form of the word Vayakil because there is no possibility of an active gathering because it's always done through Dibur and that's why by people we use the lotion of Vayakil when we use Vayakil there is only a passive form but on the other hand the language of Asifa uh, which also means gathering. That applies not only to humans, that applies also to uh, Balichaim, as the posting in Baloisky, the Alok Chabbeis, uh, as called the Gehayoim, Ayom, Esif, the posting used Loshna Vasifa there. So, since over there there is a possibility of gathering using Asifa uh, in a uh, context of, of Balichayim, a context of fish or others, and over there there is a act, uh, and there you could actually physically gather them together, Biyadayim, uh, that's why that is stuck. There is, we do find the pa, the active Vayasoif, uh, which is an act of gathering together, not only cause them to get, get to, to gather, but he actually gathers them. So, and therefore, uh, we can actually use also the lotion of Paul when the uh, Vayasif with regards 
to the Lashon Asifa, even with regards to people, because it's used across the board. So since we already have the active format in the word in the word Vayasif, and therefore by humans we can actually say he gathered them, even though they're coming through his dibur. But again, it turns out, as the Rebbe explains over here, that we need to say that it wasn't on Yom Kippur itself, because otherwise it would not be a Dover Chashuv. And even though the Rebbe in the beginning of the Sikha says that Rashi does not explain when certain events took place, that's not Rashi's concern in his commentary on the uh, Rashi. And uh, This was one of the questions the Rebbe asked on the other Mepharshim, uh, who explained that it was the Mokrashi Makipurim, and not later, why would Rashi have to tell us when it took place? But it seems like in this case, since there could be a misinterpretation, and it could be interpreted as it took place on that day, that is Rashi's concern, and Rashi does have to point it out. And therefore Rashi is explaining to us that it was the Mokhresh Yemah Kippurim, so that you don't make a mistake, although in general, Rashi does not tell us when things took place. I guess what I'm trying to find the distinction between the Rebbe asked earlier that it does not concern Rashi when things took place, so but why, if we could have thought that it was a Yom Kippur itself, and the Lashem Yakil would have fit then, and Zrizi Magdim and Lemitzah would have fit then, and now, since it doesn't, and since that is not the Pshat, so Rashi tells you that it was Lemachris Yom Akipurim. If Rashi isn't concerned about when things took place, so whenever it took place, it took place. But maybe when there is a mistake in the pshat, then we should address it. It's something to just look in further. In Ois Vav, the Rebbe is going to explain now why Rashi brings down the Targum Va'achnish. And uh, the Rebbe explains that um, it seems still that the best language would have been, it would seem, to use a, a positive language that he actually gathered them. Because if Moshe Rabbeinu's act, uh, let it be through the Dibur, but it's still something that he did. So maybe this is actually the Taich of Vayakil. Who tells us that Vayakil means he made them he caused them to gather. Maybe Vayakal means he gathered them through his Dibur. Why do we have to say that it's a Loshan Hifil and therefore we have sort of the difficulty using in such a way why don't we say that Vayakal means that he actually gathered and that then it would uh, be more understood that Moshe Rabbeinu actually did it. This was the Chshivas Moshe Rabbeinu did it on the next day on the Machras Yem Kippurim. And therefore Rashi brings the proof from the Targum. The Targum says, which means that it's caused together. And the reason how Rashi knows that it's Lashon is basically based on the Targum. Let's see inside. Oizvah. 
According to this, what Menach Farshtein will also understand. But Rashi is misayim the targum v'achnish. That Rashi concludes that the targum says that it is v'achnish. The Baal, so Rebbe explains the Baal as mitn v'yakil Moshe is their pasuk oisun to their tzelum. An inyan choshuv on a mile of Moshe. Since with the v'yakil Moshe, the verse is coming to relate to us an important matter and an advantage with regards to Moshe as Er. Moshe that he Moshe gathered the people is Farvo's own and learn and why should we actually learn? As Vayakil Moshe is Loshin he feel that Moshe Vayakil Moshe means that he caused them together. And then we have to interpret as about his given since it's only through his speech then we don't count this as an act trots them notwithstanding the fact that in the when we use the lotion was that lotion asifa when we say the language in asifa even when you gather people through speech, as mentioned earlier, over there, it does say so. It means it doesn't mean that uh, just because it's through Dibur, it's not an act, because Vayasev is an act. So, why don't we actually say that this means Vayakil? As Vayakil is Loshan Paul, that Vayakil is also. A language of an active, not a passive. Who says that it's not not an active language? The Rebbe points out in the order 33 that um, the uh, pa- passive word would probably be even better to be written in a way of Vayak Hill instead of Vayak Hail. Vayak Hail with its say and without a yud after the hey, sounds like he did it, an active, an act. And vayakhil means he made them gather. And it doesn't say it. So why don't we say it's a lotion pot? And the Rebbe adds in the brackets here, Mekenish zogn av zibalder yud vnum vort vayakhil is mitapasach vayakhil. It's not vayikhal, but it's mitapasach, nit mitachidik. Is Mukhrachas is a lotion he feel that that makes it into a language he caused them together to gather. And we find that he says he called there, uh, it's talking about Avram when he publicized Hashem, he called the Bishem Avaya Keloilom as Be'ez Razalzan and Dos Mufarish. So when our teachers of blessed memory they explain as Avram or Gemach Rufen. That it's not that he called, but he made others call. He caused to call. So the ro and the ri make a difference, him or somebody else. So the Avayakri uh, Pasach, because when it says Vayikra, that means vayud bechirik vayisuf loshen Paul, and so therefore, if we said vayikhal, would mean he did it. By the way, on yud bepasach, and now that it says vayakri, 
is of Lashon Hivli, he calls to get together. And we'll say, therefore, if it says Vayak Hail, it means a language of causing, as opposed cause to cause to get together, as opposed to if you should have said Vayikal, if it meant in a positive. But the Rebbe says that's not the case. For by Lashon Paul, we also find in the language of Paul, in the active, Gefindman, Bekama, Bekama, Bekoimis. In many, many places, as the Yud state with a Pasach, that the Yud is with a Pasach, Azoivi Vayarig Hashem, Hashem killed, it's an active, it's not a passive. In Unzer Sedra Atzmo state, it's Vayasu, Pasuk in Namadvav Ches talks about Vayasu Kochacham Lebeisam Locha, which is also the active, it doesn't say Vayasu, so the Pasach is not necessarily due to that. So the question really becomes, who tells us that Vayakil is a passive? Maybe it's uh, active. The Faris Rashi Domechadish Vuloshin Hifil Umbreng Derifaraya. That's when Rashi comes and tells us that no, it means Hifil. So he brings the evidence. Vitargumoi was then base. Rashi bring Targum Stam. And Rashi says just Targumoi, plain without saying would mean that Targum Onkulus. He's referring to Targum Onkulus. The Targum Onkulus that the Rebbe says in the order is more. Uh, According to the pshat, so he takes says ve'achnish, means he caused to gather, as opposed to as the Rebbe brings down in the order to the targum Yonason ben Aziel, he takes says ve'konash uh, and the active because the targum Yonason is more according to halacha, but Rashi brings down from the targum onkelos as the word vayakel fartaj the targum nit ve'konash, not in the language of a konash. Loshon Paul and active Norva Achnish Loshon Hifil in a way that he caused them together to get together. Um, so to sum it up, the Rebbe explained that one would be tempted to say that this took place at Yom Kippur because the Loshon of Vayakhel happened by itself and because. So probably took place in that day itself. But the Signan Haloshin overrides the other considerations that it's Mashma Vayakil Moshe was a Dover Choshuv. It had to be in the next day. And Rashi therefore says it doesn't matter that it says Vayakil even though it's the next day because it's a passive act, because by people when you gather, it's it's always passive. And Rashi proves that Vayakil is passive, because that's the way the Targum Onkelos says it. In Oiz Zayin, the Rebbe is going to explain uh, why did Moshe Rabbeinu actually wait for the next day. It says Vayakil Moshe, and we talk here, we know that it took place, but why did Moshe Rabbeinu wait for the next day to tell them? And perhaps this is also going to explain the, uh, the uh, point made before. Why couldn't we talk here, say that Moshe Rabbeinu gathered them a second time on Yom Kippur itself? And that way, at least, okay, at least Zrizimakdim Lemitzes would have been then. Vayakil, it doesn't make a difference because either way, whether it's Lebacharis or it's that day, 
he's doing the act of gathering out the dibur. But maybe it happened just at that same day, instead of pushing it off. But the Rebbe, in the next Sif, in Sif Zayin, will explain why Moshe Rabbeinu actually did not do it on that day. And that explanation is perhaps, can also be used as a support why we need to say that it wasn't done on that same day. Why did Moshe wait with transmitting the command for making the Mishkan until the next day? And he did not transmit it to them, did not give it over to them in that same day. The Rebbe says in Parshish Yisrael, when I can see Parshish Mishpatim, over there it's related. About the great advantage of Matan Torah and the giving of the Luchas. This brought out the tremendous devotion and uh, dedication. They were totally. Uh, taken to it. So many of the the Jews were totally into the idea of receiving the Torah and Luchas. So that became first thing. So therefore, we should understand also as a derech zeis given b'shas Moshe Torah b'gevrach b'luchas nis. In a similar way, it took place that when Moshe Rabbeinu brought down the second luchas. But Adrab, on the contrary, Meken Zogn, we can say. As nochmeri by luchas rishonis, and this is even more than by the first luchas. But the luchas shni is biyem makipurim, while the second luchas im kipper is anu doch given farbundu mit nisratz hakadosh baruch hu yisrael b'simchov leiv sholim, because they were connected to Hashem, appeasing to the bnei yisrael b'simchov leiv sholim. V'omer leil Moshe slachti kedvadecha. He told Moshe, "I forgive as you asked." It's verstandig as Moshe midiidin zayin boi bayoyim in gantz given an angiton that in that day Moshe were totally devoted in the meaning of Salahti in the idea of the forgiveness. And in the context of the Luchas, which is Torah. And there was no time, no place. They could not allow for any space for anything else, for other matters. Even not something as important as making the Mishkan, they were all devoted into the Torah and to the Luchas. The Fad is yet there. So that day was totally, completely occupied. They were busy with the matters of Salachti, which is Tshuva, and also Torah. Although that also these aspects of Torah was Moshe Mitzaydan Gilerent, that Moshe taught them Haman Halton Sivuyim Eifasiya. So they also dealt with commands about doing. So when they were studying the parishes, the laws, then they only sensed the aspect and the Torah part of that, not the so much the doing, but they were the study part of it. The Rebbe also points to the Maimar Chazal of the Gemara Shabbos and Bechesim at Beis, which says that I'll call Dibur Dibur Parcha Nishmosom 
that their soul actually left them even in those tzivuyim that um, were connected with asiyah, with doing and here we're talking about parchanish mosam which is the opposite it's the uh, the, the antithesis of the um, asiyah here was parchanish mosam that aspect in Torah on each dibur and dibur now it seems the that is talking about the Maimed um, Har Sinai, when each Dibur and Dibur that were told to them by Har Sinai. Here we're talking about the Luchas over here. But the Rebbe is just bringing out the context how, uh, it seems like how even those parts of Torah which are connected not to, uh, which when there is a part in Torah which has to do with the learning part, their souls expires, and it's not connected to the action part, even though it's a mitzvah of action. So the similar case that I wants to bring out, when they were learning at that day, even the laws that dealt with action, there wasn't so much about action, it was about the Torah bringing down the Chazal, showing that even those things that have to do with Asiyah, there's the Torah part which the Parchan Shemosah. Ashtef and Tzveitin talk. It's only on the second day, and the day after Yom Kippur, then he gathered the Jews Now he's telling them the things that Hashem said to do them. This is what Hashem has instructed. It's an instruction to do. It's not study, but it's the doing. To Shabbos, and he told them Hashem's command as far as Shabbos, Malachis Mishkan, the work of the Mishkan. The Aninian from Torah was as Herzich on Biike the Lasis. Then he gave him over the Torah, in which you can sense mainly it's the doing. That Inyan Halimud with the Tzutzukum of the Maisi was teaching them now the learning, so they can reach the Maisi. The first day on Yom, on Yom Kippur, they were learning it for the purpose of learning for the study. And here was the study for action. And as related in the section of Yisrael, it says, as Mokhros, the day after Moshe descended on the mountain, by Yeshua Moshe Lishpidis Ahom. So Moshe sat down to judge the people. the laws of Hashem, then was related to the action how to go on in the day to day life. So up till here we discuss the pshat, the simple meaning in the Rashi, and now in Oisches and on, the Rebbe is going over to the uh, inner meaning, the lesson in our service to Hashem, um, in uh, several ideas that the Rebbe is going to present here. Uh, I just wanted to mention before we go on, that it turns out that uh, the... Uh, Rashi's comment, as the Rebbe explained over here, is partially based on the fact that Vayakhel means uh, that they gathered on their own, and that was the point why the Rebbe suggested that partially why it would make sense that they came down, um, that he gathered them on Yom Kippur itself, in which they would have gathered on their own, as Moshe Rabbeinu descended of the mount, from the mountain with the Luchas. And that's why Rashi has to say no, that it wasn't then, because it had to be a special gathering which Moshe Rabbeinu did. But what it turns out is that the only place where we actually 
say that Vayakil doesn't mean that he gathered is comes in Rashi after Rashi says to you that it was the Makipurim. And as the Rebbe learns, the proof that Vayakil means uh, that a passive that he caused to gather versus that he gathered in an active way is based on the Targumunculus. So that all comes in Rashi after Rashi's Pirush of Lemachras Rita Minahar. It seems that in the beginning, the whole reason why Rashi has to come to explain all this is because, partially, is because the Vayakhel means would be understood that they came on their own. But we don't even know that Vayakhel means that they came on their own until Rashi says it. Uh, later on, and then Rashi proves it from the Targum. It almost seems that Rashi should have uh, said Vayakel, the meaning is Loshon Paul, the Targumone and then say that it was Lemachras Ritaminahar, because that will explain, and Rashi would explain that still, but it seems like this whole Rashi is together explaining to us. Uh, the time when he came down together with the interpretation of the Bayakil. Now we'll learn Oishches. So, what do we see over here? That on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu came down, the Jewish people were busy entirely with the Luchas, with the study of Torah, not as it is of what to do, but just for the study of Torah, for the purpose of Torah, of the study. And the next day they started to study Torah for the purpose of how to do the Torah. Lasis, to go ahead and construct the Mishkan. And the Rebbe will learn from this that notwithstanding the importance of Lasis Mishkan, the first and primary and the most important thing is to first take the time out and to study Torah. And then on the other hand, one cannot stop just with studying Torah, but he must continue with Avedis HaMishkan on the next day. From this, we can learn a lesson, an instruction in service of the person. Such that the commentators of Rashi also carry in it the wine of Torah. That's a reference to the uh, fact that in uh, quoted in from Ayyem Yom, it brings it down, that in addition to the foremost uh, simple meaning of the Rashi, Rashi also has in itself the wine of Torah, that's the secret of Torah. That means it represents Rashi in his commentary also has and gives us a lot of things in the in the inner meaning of the things uh, in the service of Hashem. It gives us inner instructions how to serve Hashem in the commentary of Rashi. There are such, is, their entire effort is to make in this world a sanctuary, a dwelling place and a sanctuary to Mabishtum for Hashem, for the one above. Darfins they need to know as vi hoichsi zazavoide, 
no matter how high this service is, cannot substitute the mitzvah and the idea of study of Torah. The Rebbe points out in Torah 42 that this advantage that we're talking about Torah over mitzvahs is as explained in Tanya Perichov Gimel that in other places that there is advantage from Torah, uh, the Yichud of Torah over uh, all the mitzvahs, but there is also the other aspect as explained in Geras HaKodesh Simentes and in Tanya Perich Lamed Zayin and other places, the, the Maila from Davke Mitzvahs Maisis Begashmias, but here the point is the Maila of the Lumud Torah in itself. And therefore, when you're studying, you have to be so united with the subject matter that you're learning that as a so dedicated and given over to the Torah, so at that point, you should have no connection to anything else. Even to this idea, which they're supposed to command it later on in the parasha, which happens, where the Pasik says, take the truma, etc. When we talk actually about the building of the Mishkan, which followed the Machrish Yemakipurim, starting from Pasik Imperik Lamatei, Pasik Halacha, we also actually have the Halacha. This also expresses itself, that level of study of Torah. That it should be so intense that we see the Allah is in Mavatlin, Tin Nikeshel Base Tenekesh Bes Rabim, I feel the minimum base amigdosh. That the study of the Tenekesh Bes Rabim, of children that are learning Torah at their teachers, we don't stop them from learning Torah, even as important as the cause is building the base amigdosh. And as is also hinted in our parsha itself. And actually, this is the way it's introduced, the Mishkan, uh, the Vishakhanti. It says, That he commanded them first, he introduced first the warning that they should, before telling them to do the to tell them that it doesn't override the Shabbos. So we see in the Pasik that Shabbos comes before uh, before doing the Mishkan. And uh, the Rebbe explains in the other 47, just like Shabbos comes before the Mishkan, Shabbos is connected to Torah. We're speaking over here that Torah comes before the Mishkan, the same thing is Shabbos. And the Rebbe points out that first of all, the Torah was given on Shabbos. So we see, notwithstanding whether it was on the 6th or the 7th day of the month of Sivan, but according to all opinions, it was on Shabbos. So we see directly how Torah and Shabbos is connected. So if Shabbos comes before Mishkan in the Pasuk, that is a hint for Torah comes before Mishkan. And based upon, as the Rebbe explains, what it says in Torah Oir, in uh, in this week's parsha on Aleph, that both Shabbos and Torah are both the expression of the Ratzon Elyon Chulu, the expression of Hashem's will. The Torah teaches us the Ratzon Elyon, and the same thing is Shabbos is the Ratzon Elyon. So that tells us that first we have to stop 
and connect just with Torah as the level of Torah. But on the other hand, so one can think, that one can fulfill his obligation just to study Torah. That's why we say, no, that the day after Yom Kippur, immediately after you've learned, you got to start by learning. But after learning that one must make an effort in the in this service to make this world for a dwelling place for Hashem blessing. If one who says I only have Torah, in this case, meaning I'm gonna to learn Torah, I'm not gonna to do the mitzvah, make the Mishkan, his Torah he doesn't even have. Together with Torah, there must be also come along with Gemilus Chasod. And the Gemilus Chasod, that's the actual act, the Maisa Mitzvah is the building of the Mishkan. Now, the Rebbe, in the uh, footnote to the Ha'ara 47, the Rebbe also discusses that here it seems that Shabbos and Torah come before the actual service of the Mishkan. But the Arin, which represents the Torah, which had the Luchas, he explains in the Torah Oir that the Torah corresponds not I said the Arin, but all the Klei HaMishkan. So, but here we're saying that Torah precedes the Mishkan, that is the Anyam Kippur itself. The Rebbe explains that when it says in Torah Oir that Torah is uh, corresponds to the vessels of the Mishkan, that is as the Torah as it's already been extended in Chachmah Umidois in the level in which it already has come down um, into a level of, of, of revelation. But the source of Torah is actually Ratzina Elyon. Just like Shabbos and Torah, they're both the level of Ratzin Elyon, which is the level of Kesev, which is the level of higher, higher than Ishtashos. And Rebbe explains in the order further that even though in the Torah, he uses the Loshen, but we're not talking about the Shoresh, the way it's Ratzin Elyon. He means there, within the Izgalus, the beginning and the root of the Izgalus is in Chochma, is Oren. But it's already talking about his Galus. But here we're talking about the level which precedes Chachma, we're talking about the level of Keser. And as even the Reish Gil is in Chachma, and then Torah is Mechachma Nafkes, it's gone out of Torah, it's gone out of the level of Chachma, it's come down to a lower level. So there is a root over there, the Shorish of the Gilu is Chachma. And Chachma itself, from Chachma it's Nafkes, it goes out, becomes Begilu. But Chachma itself is already. Uh, not is already the in the Shtalshlus is not the in, 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 and and here we're talking about the level of Torah which is equated to Shabbos which is level of Rotzenelian but the kids that all comes before the uh, before the actual mice before the building of the Mishkan the level of Sevuv Kolam level of Rotzenelian and the Rebbe explains further in the order forty six that uh, we can we can explain. Why was it necessary first to be the dedication totally, fully being absorbed 
of Tshuva and Torah on Yom Kippur itself, the reason for that is so that later on you can impact that also in the physicality there should be Vishachan Tebesoycham. In order for them to be able to build that Mishkan in the Gashmis, they first needed to be totally devoted to Tshuva and Torah. Because before you can bring it down in Gashmi, you have to first remove it. You have to be mashit from the physicality of the world. Which is the reason, as explained, broad brings down the Rebbe references to Torah, to Lakute Torah, why one should not eat before davening. Because why it's prohibited to eat before the davening is because eating is gashmis and before we want to bring down the mamshich into gashmis we have to remove ourselves from the gashmis so before we can do vishchanti besorichon we need a day, we need the Yom Kippur to be involved, absorbed in Torah and and Shuvah and only then we can uh, later on also accomplish to bring it down with Tachtoinim, which fits in with the above-mentioned Torah that, which the Rebbe brings out in Hora 47, that that's why Moshe Rabbeinu first introduced the Tzivui for Shabbos before Melechah Samishkon, because you need to be able uh, to bring first down the Gilu of Rotsina Elyon, which is Shabbos, as we said, Shabbos and Torah Rotsina Elyon, so we need first Shabbos, and then you're able to draw down the Makif and the Pnimim, which take place through the Urias and the Kalim, into the Mishka. So that's why we understand very well that first there has to be the Agdom of Torah, total dedication to Torah, which is the Hamshach of Ratzon Elyeh, or as said before, that's the Hafshota from the Gashmi Zeynyonim, or the, in this, in the Rotten Elyon, after we have the Rotten Elyon, as explains in Torah, after we have Shabbos, we have the Yiriyas and the Makif, and after we have Torah, the dedication of Torah, then we can start with the Avodah from Shachanti Besechem. Now from Ois Tess and on till the end of the Sicha, the Rebbe gives us another aspect of Yenil Shatoira, uh, which is also fits with the uh, that we can find and we see in this Rashi. It's going to a- answer a question that seemingly a dik in the Losha Rashi, which is not really a problem in the Derech Pshat, but still, as we're going to explain this in the deeper meaning, um, the Yenishal Torah of Rashi, even this detail is going to come out uh, very smoothly and fit in uh, perfectly. And uh, the, the question would be the word gathering is the notion of Vayakel. Um, but the Rashi, there's also the notion of Vayasev. Um, there's also the notion of gathering together. Now, the Pasuk over here says Vayakel. But when Rashi uh, explains what Vayakil means, Rashi doesn't say Ene Makhil Biyadayim but Nikholim. Rashi uses the lotion of She'ene Oisef Nesofim. The Rabbi says it's seemingly the same meaning, but 
why why this change? Why this change uh, from the lotion of the pasuk vayakil? And simple on the simple level, it's not a question because the language of nesofim is a more common language that the Ben Chamish Lemikra is comfortable with. So Rashi uses it instead of Nikhol Nikholim. Rashi uses uh, Makil Nikholim. Rashi uses the lotion of Oisef and Nesofim. But the Rebbe is going to explain we are going to really understand why Rashi changed it over here. And But the general idea, what is the Rebbe explains the idea of Vayakil in this Ois Vayakil is more than just bringing people together in an area. So you say you bring people together in a room. Moshe Rabbeinu brought the people together. Vayakil means that he made out of these individual people into a new entity, make them into a kohol. The notion of Vayesoif would mean that he gathered them and he just they're in one place. But Vayakil means he gathered them, he made them into one. And as we will see later on how this is a process and the... Uh, and Rashi hints to this because first you gather them in one place. That's the first step. And once you gather them, then you can make the Inyan of Ayakil. But let's look inside the noise test. Nochan Inyan Funyenu Shul Another aspect of the wine of Torah, the inner meaning. And also something in Halacha, which is in Unzer Pirush Rashi, in our commentary of Rashi. The Loshin HaPosik is, the language of the verse is Vayakhel Moshe. Moshe gathered. Oh, but Rashi in Zayn Pirushev them, but Rashi when he comments on this, but them lotion, he uses language nit. He doesn't use sheine makil chulu nikholim chulu nor. Doesn't use the language. He doesn't gather, but nikholim. But sheine oisev, he doesn't gather them by yadayim, but nesofim by themselves. So, why this change? In that Chapshat, the Rebbe says he's asking kashin it. It's not really a question. The language, the word asifa is a more common language than the language of Akola. But in the inner meaning of things, we can say as Rashi is their meat, that Rashi with this, by changing, from changing from the Loshan of Kaholo to the Loshan of Asifa, Merame Zefan Inyan from Pnimis Atoyro is hinting here on an aspect of Pnimis Atoyro. So, first, the Rebbe is going to explain now what is the meaning, the difference between Kohol and the idea of Asifa, and then we'll see how it explains what Rashi is uh, saying over here. The word Kohol, the word Kohol is Ashamed Vas Batsechent. That's a name that describes the general, the group of people. It describes the many people not as a multitude and a combination of many details. It describes the people as a new, as a new existence. Now we're talking about a call, a community. The Rebbe points in the Haora 49 to the uh, saying of our sages in Yibamas Nuzayin Aleph that Kahal Gedim Ba'ikra Kol, which means that those that the Torah has prohibited from marrying into the Kahal, the Yavoy 
Bekal Hashem, but they are permitted to marry into the Gerim because the Kahal Gerim is not called a call, which means to say that a call needs to become a new entity and it just doesn't become a new entity over there. So the point here is that a call is more than just a collection of people, but it's actually a whole new entity. And this is the advantage when it says Vayakil more than Vayesif. And Vayesif means when you say Vayesif means mention in a mokim that you gather together a number of people in one space or in one aspect. But even after they gather together, can sign it is possible. As yet, that each one of those gathered is a is a separate entity. on the other hand, when you say the language vayakil meant, this means as that call that made them into a community. Everybody who goes and becomes part of that call becomes nullified from his individual separate, separate, separateness and it becomes part of the call. So you're no longer individual, you become part of the community. And now this is the reason why when you're making the Mishkan, it states, Vayakel Moshe's kol adas b'nei Yisrael. That Moshe gathered the entire Jewish community. As Moshe hot from all the Yidin, Noivke macht ein kol. Moshe accomplished that he made from them Vayakel, he made them into all one kol. For in der Tachlis, why is it so important to make them all into one? For in der Tachlis, von Vahosuli Mikdosh, because what is the ultimate goal? of making a sanctuary is in order to reveal the godliness that Hashem dwells amongst you. So all Yidin needed to become one community. Because if you want Hashem to dwell within you, it's only when you're one community. When they're all together, we're all like one. Then there can be by them the revelation of Hashem Echod, quoting from the Tanya Periklamet Beis, that they have the Hashem Echod is when there is Echod. So when there is a call, when there's only one, instead of a bunch of individuals, but the one community, one call, that is when you can merit to have Hashem Echod. The Ribe Gefintman, so that's why we talk a find. Oich, as der Mishkan of Gemus Gebot werden Davke for Moment Sibur that the Mishkan needed to be built specifically from money that belongs to the community. Just as the community becomes one call, also the money of the Tzibur is one, one thing. So before you can build the Mishkan, you needed the money to become money of the tzibur, not individual money. It's not from money that belongs to many individuals as partners. So the Mishkan was not built from partnership money, but it, it was a new corporation, it was a new entity, there's a new, uh, a new call over here, it had to be a tzibur over here. And... Um, and that's why we find in in, in, in the Gemara 
that when you uh, give the half a shekel, when the people were giving over the money, it has to be given in a way that it has to be yofa yofa, that you have to mix it in and you have to uh, make sure that we don't know who's and 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 and, and everybody is together. It's it's it's. it's, it's there's no individual monies in there, no recognition, and you have to mix it in very well. So this means that when you give over the money to the tzibur, you have to not be partnership, but it has to be a new entity. So that means the idea of a yakhel to make the monta call. So, although this part that they became, the monies became the tzibur's money, was later on, not when they took it, because each one gave whatever their heart was benevolent, so it was their individual money. And before, when they gave it over to the base, to, to the uh, uh, people in charge, uh, at that point it became Moment Sibur. But Moshe Rabbeinu wanted already to bring in that Vayakil, even at the time that when they're giving it, it should be under that understanding. That even though they're giving their individual, it should be on the purpose to combine them. So Vayakil Moshe, even at the time of the giving, as Rebbe explains now, Emes Takya. Let it be true. As Ersh Bayasisa Mishkan is as Givodomoment Sibur, that when they actually constructed the Mishkan, that it became then community money. But when it was actually coming to them before it would turn into Moment Sibur, is the Dos Fun Pratis Dikinidovis, they come from individual contributions. Nidiv Libo Yiviyo, the positive benevolent of his heart should bring it. Yet that he told Gidaf Menad Zain, each person needed to contribute Lloyd Zain hearts, Fun Zain Bazundan Aigetuk, from his heart and from his specific, from his what he owns, from his, from his belongings. So it is necessary and it is important. And that was the command that each one should give their own. It needed the individuality here. And it's only later that it became the Tzibur's money. But yet, what are we saying? Here it says, Moshe gathered. It says that he made him the call. Immediately, just as he was instructed of the Mishkan when he just told him about the gifts of the Mishkan. For this itself is the instruction. This contribution itself, that each one gave according to his heart, desire, and according to his own money, he needed to give this at that point in such a way, as in the moment, that it should take away, nullify his individual ownership on that um, on that money so those be so he want he had them do this as they were giving them to prepare that my individuality I'm going to give away in order to bring about that it should become moment Sibur, the community's money the Rebbe points out in order 51 which is uh, a long and lot of other details explaining that these two preparations that we talk about the gifts in the Mishkan, that one of them is that you give your own money and two, that that money itself becomes community money is also similar to the two preparations that took place before the Torah was given. 
we had one hand we said Vayichan instead of Vayachanu, which is an individual. They all camp like one. That is Ki Echod Belev Echod, as Rashi says in Yisra Yutaschov. And then we also have, so that's a general, we're all we're standing. But then, that's Ki Echod. That takes place from when they come to Har Sinai. But up to they came to Har Sinai, there is the preparation of Svirus Aimer. That was a preparation for each one and one. Because the mitzvah of Svirus Aimer, which is the halacha, it's not that based in count. Each one has to count their own Svirus Aimer. And even that is not only after Matan Torah. Svirus Aimer also took place before Matan Torah, as brought down in the Zoyer. On the contrary, according to the Ran, in the end of Psochim, from the Medrash Agoda, the entire idea of Svirus Aimer comes from the counting and the yearning of the Bnei Yisrael as they were going out of Mitzrayim. So therefore, that was an individual preparation. So that individuality became later on a community. Which fits with the same ideas, two ideas. So that is the idea of Vayakel. So now we know the idea of Vayakel. In Ois Yud, the Rebbe is going to explain that there is actually a process. Vayakel, to become totally subjugate your existence, become part of the community, and lose your own individuality, doesn't happen by itself. First, there is the level of Ayasif just to collect people to be in one room. That is already, in of itself, a certain level of subjugation because uh, for one, for different individuals to agree to come to one place is a, a certain uh, sense uh, giving up of their own self. But yet, they still remain a bunch of individuals even when they get together and that's the way you start, and then you get to the second level. Let's learn inside to call, which you become a whole community. The Rebbe says, Any item which senses itself as an existence can, can naturally not tolerate another, another Metzius on their far and therefore. When they come in on his Kalilus, when they come in an no matter what type, any sort of inclusion, togetherness. Even to bring people together, including them all together, like gathering them together. Which after the gathering, still everybody remains their individual as mentioned before. So even to get to such a level where you're just coming together in one place, it does this is still connected with that uh, uh, movement of subjugation from the perspective of those who are being gathered, miskalim and being included. But in those goof of this alone that they are united, they come together in one gathering, and they're coming together for one purpose. Vice chain of Agavisa Muslim Bittle, that already points to a certain measure of subjugation. Funhedar is pastus from lack of expansion of your own self-expansion. Because when by a certain by an individual he would not be able to even to get together with the second person. Oh but Afal but yet. 
is the bitl was is done by asifa. That subjugation, which is by a gathering, when you just get people together, is nit mer from bitl hayesh. It's only a level. The idea of bitl hayesh, meaning subjugating his yesh, blows that bitl from zayn yesh. That is how his existing is standing in a form of a being and expansion. But not his existence is not subjugated, but his expansion is subjugated. His yeshus is subjugated. But when it comes to Vayakil, so then the inclusion is in a way that is totally bottled, subjugated from its existence. He is totally subjugated for the naked of the Metzius. He has no Metzius. He only becomes an existence, part of that call, a new existence, but not his own existence. That Moshe is the one that gathering. That power here, was, which we are talking about, was his Dobaya Eden. That there is that a Jew has as all the heron with a ganzimitzias that his whole existence is blois a tail is merely a part from cloud Yisrael, from the Jews in general, from Kahal Yisrael, Kahal Yisrael. But Yakil kumtas from Moshe. Moshe can accomplish that. Vosinyone is bittel from vanachnuma, because Moshe is what are we as Moshe Rabbeinu exclaimed, which is bittel b'mitzias, non-existent from. Total subjugation from his existence. So Moshe Rabbeinu could do the Vayakil, gives it over to every yid. So basically, this is the accomplishment, this is the advantage of Vayakil and Vayakil Moshe over Vayesek. And yet, the Rebbe is going to explain in Yud Aleph that Rashi is trying to tell you that even to the level of bittel, to gathering to people, the bittel hayesh also requires Moshe Rabbeinu. Yudalf, Sif Yudalf, from Des, Ois Yudalf, from Desveg, nevertheless, is Rashi Mishanabil Shoinoi. Rashi changes his language, Unzokt, and says, She'ene Oisef Nesofim. He used the word gathering, Oisef and Nesofim. Nit makil nikolim. Valdermit vileronvai znairo beseid Because Rashi wants to point a instruction in the order of the service. The giving of the strength of Moshe Rabbeinu, who is the faithful shepherd. The ultimate advantage is actually the level, the, the, the way of total eggs and subjugation from your existence. Bittl Mimitzias. Not only bitla yesh, bitla is pastus. It should be vayakil Moshe. Was the Torah zokt umont funid? That is what the Torah says in the man's from 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 yid. That's why in the pasuk, in the simple pasuk, is vayakil Moshe that there has to be the level yakil Moshe. However, Rashi ober. However, Rashi vasinyon is to learn naidin badrog. His ma- his idea is to teach. A Jew in an orderly fashion. He starts with a five-year-old. Is so he is specific and he teaches us as that's in an The way it starts is by gathering asifa bitlayesh on the noch medarga ledarga, then goes from level to level. 
until you come to total subjugation of existence, becomes Vayakil Moshe. Can't start with Yakil Moshe. But not still, also the language of Asif of Rashi is Mechubar mit Vayakil Moshe. But it still happens through Moshe. In order to effect by yourself that subjugation. I feel the north for Asifa, even only from the level of Asifa. We need to get the receiving the strength from Moshe. Because one of himself can it ain't mitzias to nevkumen zich mit a tzveiter. One existence cannot come with a tzveit with a second one. I feel with that chasifa even by chasifa can escalate ill. So it still takes Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Rabbeinu's connection with Yakil. Yes, you have to start from chasifa because the person has to go from level to level, and Moshe Rabbeinu's impact influences that at least you start off with the level of. Asifa, where they can get together, Bitlayesh. And eventually, we come also to the Bitlamitsis. So now we're saying that even though Moshe accomplished Vayakil, but Moshe uh, also accomplishes Asifa because even the Bitlamitsis requires Moshe's help. And the Rebbe is going to finally say, Noishud Beis that even though we're going to say that we require the Koyach of Moshe Rabbeinu for Asifa, but it's a different power of Moshe Rabbeinu which brings about just the Bittl Hayesh and the power of Moshe that brings about the Bittl B'Metzies. Yud Beis, inside. Although that also because for the Subjugation, the battle of Asifa, Darfman Onkumatsu, the Nesinas Koyach from Moshe. We still need the giving of the power and the strength of Moshe. He's over movement, but it nevertheless understood. As Odibchinas Moshe, that that level of Moshe was spoiled dominion from Asifa, that impacts and causes the idea of Asifa, Bitla Yesh, is not bedoyment to the Dagi from Chinas Moshe, is not similar to the level of Moshe, was spoiled by Yakel Bitl Mitzi, is that impacts. Vayakil in a way that it subjugates from existence. When by a Jew it shines by him, the ray of the level of Moshe, which is still related to his existence, then what is accomplished by him is only subjugating of his of his yesh. He doesn't lose his entire being. Because that ray of Moshe was to take the bitl, which accomplished the bitl, is the that is measured and that is contracted according to his existence. But when you, at the time that in him shines the level of Moshe, as it is higher from his existence, then what's accomplished by him is the total uh, subjugation from his entire existence because the ray of Moshe is higher than his being. And this is what Rashi hints with his commentary. As Vayakhil Moshe, the Vayakhil Moshe is a lotion he feels. 
he caused them to get together. This is the darge for Moshe. It's a level of Moshe which is not descended to impact in a way of his slapshus be yudaim. That would mean directly an active role. That would mean Moshe Rabbeinu's coming down to his level. Nor he He just had caused them to gather by his speech. Because speech in general is is felt and it appears as an independent, separate from its root, it separates from the person. As it says in Tanya, this haste, this means that Moshe Rabbeinu stands in his place, and he feel, and then he just impacts from them, and this of, from that specifically, it's accomplished automatically. The the existence from nullification from existence. The other thing is that will that 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 is accomplished to the level of Moshe as he is beyond the person only aloshin he will not be yadayim. After Rashi says, you start with the level of bitl hayesh and level lasifa until you reach the level of ayakil. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Vayakil in Tovshin Chofhei.